jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay That's exactly how Santa says it when, when he wakes up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at bushy the beard. North Pole. Yeah, bushy-beard. Yeah. Here we are, Christmas time. It's Christmas season, y'all. There's Jack Frost nipping at uh, chestnuts burning up on the open flame, uh, shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> exactly. Ah, it's tradition. Christmas in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't care about the holidays whatsoever. Although I do like the lights. I do like the lights. Lights are nice. I like the lights. I like I like a constant fire hazard. So I I, I put <laughs> I six live dangerous. Yeah, I put six hundred strings all all through one outlet that I have plugged into a, a an additional outlet extender that is filled to the brim with every other light plug. <laughs> And then I just put that next to a bucket of water and a fan, and I just wait for Final Destination 6 to happen. <laughs> Why aren't they making any more Final Destination movies? Uh, because five, I like them. Five was well, I like perfect. Two. I like part two. <laughs> Did you see five? I don't. Is that the one where the guy got sucked into the pool thing? No, that was that was the Final Destination, which is actually four, and that right, that's they were the last one I saw. Yeah, they were like, it's the end of Final Destination because it's the 3D one until they made the fifth one, which was also 3D. But the, I never saw it. I love it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love I love the first three, and then I love part five too. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's time for another one. Yeah, they should they should absolutely reboot Final Destination. That would be adorable. Yeah. Bring in, they could shift it. They could actually, I don't know. Well, would it be cheesy if the Grim Reaper actually shows up and he's like, the, the, and it would be CGI Grim Reaper if they actually, yeah, had them, though. that would be gross. They could modernize it by using the internet somehow. Oh, like <laughs> somebody's like, oh no, J- Billy's getting killed in his podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Quick, everyone, sign up on YouTube. Oh no, his Facebook status says, I'm dying. (laughs) You know what would really happen? You would be watching this person die, and then all of a sudden an ad for YouTube Red would come up and you wouldn't be able to skip it. Yes. They could all Snapchat each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... (laughs) Where's the Vine horror movie that's just (laughs) increments of six seconds? Yeah, exactly. Ah, dare to dream. Oh, dare to the, dream. the internet. Oh, internet. The internet I'm... is its own horror movie. We don't need yeah, any. Yeah, we should, we should, well, we should do an episode. <laughs> I love how a lot of our episodes are talking about episodes we should do. <laughs> but I love internet horror because it's terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I haven't seen everything. I've never actually seen fear.com. Oh, with, uh, with, uh, Kiefer Sutherland? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't so. seen that either. Yeah. I it, haven't seen that. Isn't it always the same thing? Like, you go on a website, or you go on the deep web, or you go on the dark web, depending yeah. on what the screenwriter read on Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and then, then someone kills you. Yeah, there's either an internet ghost, or uh, instead of like home invasion, it's like internet home invasion. Right. And then you die as your as your photo booth camera goes dead. What's that movie with Bon Jovi in it? Um, uh, Cry Wolf. Oh, is that an internet horror movie? It's like John Carpenter's Vampires Two. <laughs> Cry is Wolf. Cry, is I that think an it internet is. Movie? Yeah, I think it's like I think it's like a chat room. It's probably a chat oh. room like crywolf.geocities.com. Oh yeah, or like his screen name is Crywolf or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and he right. logs on and he's like A S L. No, what's the ASMR? He does ASMR. <laughs> it's the first yeah. ASMR horror no, movie. What's, what's that old chat room thing? Age, sex, location. Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, like in, back in the days of AOL. Yeah, and so it's like Crywolf has entered the chat room. ASL, I'm gonna kill you. You know. <laughs> You know. Well, 74, <laughs> indeterminate, schenectady. Your business. Yeah. <laughs> Location right behind you. No. <laughs> then they get stabbed. Yep. Wow. So anyway. So that's all very holiday themed. There is there is a, a boutique. There is a plethora. There is a veritable shopping malls full of christmas slash holiday themed horror movies out there it's true and we're gonna talk about two of them today we are um what are what are some of your other favorites that we are not talking about today i mean i do love silent night deadly night part two so good it's so good so good but that garbage day oh god Yeah, garbage. Did I tell you that garbage day story? Did you? Like, I, I probably, but I might not have told it to everyone who's listening. You so didn't I'll tell, tell me in front of our readers, listener, Gather- viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Gather camera? around, children. Let grandma tell you a story. <laughs> a holiday story. So when I, <clears throat> shortly after I moved into this apartment, uh... I went out on garbage day to bring out my garbage and my upstairs neighbor was also bringing out his garbage. And so we put our trash bags down and I looked at him and I said, garbage day. (laughs) And then I pretended to shoot him. (laughs) And then he just said, yep. And he went back in the house. (laughs) You just <laughs> were there, and that's, it's my fault for assuming everyone has seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, and they would immediately get that reference. And so I'm just like, I love to picture that scene through my neighbor's eyes. Were you just a crazy woman? Where she's a, our, oh my god, that new person who lives downstairs is crazy and apparently she really loves garbage day <laughs> yep and so you had not had any um any cues that led you to thinking hey maybe this fellow might enjoy a silent night deadly night 2 reference no it's not like <clears throat> it's not like i had on a silent night deadly night 
to T-shirt, and he said, oh, I love that movie. It's not like he even mentioned that he likes horror movies. I just, my brain was like, everybody knows that. And that's why I love your brain. <laughs> Garbage day! <laughs> <laughs> And that's also why you were never invited to the neighborhood watch meeting. Yeah, I have no friends on my street. So. <laughs> it's all right, though. I mean, I do love Garbage Day. It's true. Oh. Yeah, I just thought it was more of a pop culture standard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not. It should be. In all honesty, it should it be. It should be. And Eric, whatever his name is, Campbell, whatever that actor's name is, his eyebrows should have been nominated for something. Right. Thank you. Because he acts with his... I've never seen eyebrow acting before. Eyebrow acting is an entire masterclass uh, offered <laughs> on the internet right now. <laughs> you can sign up for it. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> you know how interested I am in eyebrows. This is true. <laughs> it's one of my areas of interest. <laughs> yep. So I love that movie, though. It's crazy. It's perfect. I. How many are... Is it just three of them? There's four of them, at okay. least. Okay. I haven't seen three or four. Because I know Mickey Rooney's in one of them. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of them is like, now it's a girl. You know uh, how, they, oh, you know how yeah. a lot of franchises did that? Like the Omen. Omen part four was like, now it's a girl Omen. Yeah. How do we how do we shake this up? Too many sequels too late. <laughs> yeah. American Psycho 2. Oh, but <laughs> that was amazing. When, <laughs> yeah. when Mila Kunis just talks him to death and he falls on a window. <laughs> That was amazing. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, like, they used to make people go to space. Now they just make it a girl. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. it's progressive. It's as exotic. Yeah. <laughs> and unrealistic. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What are you, what Christmas movies do you like? Christmas horror movies? I hate them all. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> No, um, there's actually, there's so many more than I really thought of initially when I, when I thought, you know, I think, oh, there's, there's a lot I've never seen. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Um, one that I, that is, has quickly become one of my favorites I, that I only saw for the first time around, around holiday time last year is, um, Christmas Evil, mm -hmm. originally titled You Better Watch Out. I just loved it it was so bananas <laughs> so bananas yeah. just this man having a core similar to si the original silent night deadly night where it's like you have that christmas induced meltdown yeah um accidentally maybe kill a couple people only this one like what he, his van flies off into the sky like truly like santa at the end <laughs> of the movie <laughs> i loved it i i had a blast yeah and of course of course, Santa slays, um, <laughs> starring the wrestler. Oh, the wrestler Gold Goldberg. Farb. Gold, Goldberg. Gold, yeah, Goldfarb. <laughs> Sandra Goldfarb. Gold. <laughs> and with an opening scene starring Fran Drescher. 
I what? I've never seen it, but now I feel that I must. Oh, I mean, the movie is just a, a wrestler killing people really in gory ways, which is like not great, but but he is he actually is one of the more equitable and progressive wrestlers out there, so I'll give him that. Um, but the Fran Drescher opening sequence is amazing. Like she's in one minute, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a thing for a while, casting wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, Rob Zombie I guess it did still it. Is. You have like The Rock and those people, but yeah, horror movies. It was like let's make a wrestler the killer. Yeah, because they're big and burly and uh, and unrealistically gigantic. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, what? Wait, this 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 kid that was raised in a box, according to the origin story, you spent the first twenty minutes of the movie explaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up to be eight foot tall and eight hundred pounds. Like, what? What is this? Yeah 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 i've never seen elves elves Elves. i I haven't even heard of it starring dan haggerty of television's grizzly adams oh well now you got me hooked yes (laughs) (laughs) those contemporary references one of andy rooney's favorites uh yeah i've never seen to all a good night oh yeah no neither have i so, I mean, we really dropped the ball, I guess. We did. We should have reviewed every... I mean, people are expecting us to have reviewed every Christmas horror movie that's ever happened. <laughs> this is... I mean, there's no more Christmases in the future. No. This is the only Christmas. You know what one's got my goat? And I'm going to be quick about this, because I, I, I want to talk about the, the ones that we like. Um, Better Watch Out. It's a more contemporary one. It came out, like, last year, I think. Hmm, I don't know it. It is... A pile of shit. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, everybody. Here's the thing. Technically, it's very well made. Um, it uh, that performances are fine. Everything about it is fine. It starts off very promising. There's a twist midway through, and then it's just like uh, just a journey through toxic masculinity that I don't want to go on that ride. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, so I was just like, God damn it! I had I had high hopes in the first twenty minutes, and then I just hated it. And I've seen so many people recommending it this hol- this holiday season now that it's like a new Christmas classic in some circles of horror, and I'm just like. No, get your shit together. Check yourself. Better watch out. Terrible movie. Hmm. Well, I will avoid it. Thank you. Well, you should watch it so we can complain about it together. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than listening to an hour and a half of people complaining about something. Hey, listen, just because I bitched about Halloween H4 or for an hour and a half doesn't mean you have to remind <laughs> everyone. Oh, we were. I, I was in there with you. That was... You know. God, I hate that movie. I anyway. hate it so much! <laughs> <laughs> now, today, we're talking about Black Christmas and Black Xmas. It's different. X it's is for extreme. Extreme. Obviously. Like, also extreme. Dimension Extreme Era. Yep, 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 yep. Two movies separated by oceans of time, just like Dracula and Mina Harker, nineteen uh, seventy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I was just pulled that out of somewhere. Black Christmas was a uh, nineteen seventy four, like very early formative slasher very, film. Er, very pioneering in so many ways. And then. I, the- and then, oh lord, <laughs> the beautiful Black X Mass, uh, yeah. two thousand six. So, 
perfect time for horror movies 2006 boy that was a golden age wasn't it everything was promising people were like what 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 did it happen yeah (laughs) am i gonna see now horror's never been better (laughs) what shall i go down and watch at cinema (laughs) i shall watch black (laughs) xmas and it shall be a thing you know look I saw Black X Miss when it came out in the theaters. Oh, you saw it in theater? I saw it in theater because that was 2006 was, you know, the beginning of the height of the blogging era. And I felt obligated to see things. That was your journalistic duty. It was my my duty as a journalist. Were you sitting there with your pad, your steno pad? And my hat with the press card in it. (laughs) And... Anytime something happened, I would say, what a scoop! And I'd write something on my pad. Yep. You were removed two minutes into the movie. I won four Pulitzers for my work covering Black Xmas, okay? (laughs) Michelle Trachtenberg, exposition or exposition? A hot take by Stacey Ponder. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that was the time, like, I felt, uh, there wasn't a lot of horror in theaters, really, at the time. Uh, On Demand wasn't a thing. So it was, like, something new. I felt obligated to see it and write about it. Yeah. I no longer feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) And yet, here I am seeing it again out of obligation for this fucking podcast. (laughs) Because, preface, I have to apologize because I said if we're going to watch the original Black Christmas, we also have to watch the remake because, hey, I remember it being fun. And I said, do we have to? And I said, Stacy, not another word. <laughs> and then he hit me. I hit you. I felt it. Stacy was placed in podcast protective services. <laughs> yeah. um, we've had a trying remediation period, but like we're starting off at fresh new. Yeah, uh, we're in a good place. We're in a good we're place. A good we're in a good place. place. Yeah. Um, and so I must apologize to you for uh, now I have now- Christmas egg on my face. <laughs> Well, eggnog. Oh, see that? That's oh, what I. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh, God, oh. I should be writing jokes professionally. You should for um all the <laughs> all the hits. Uh, Phyllis Diller, um, uh, Rusty. What was her name? That woman that did those comedy records in like the forties. Rusty? Rusty Rusty Warren, Rusty that... Trombone, yeah, Rusty Trombone. Um, all is that of them. a sex thing? It is. It is. I don't know what it is, and I don't want to know. It's just isn't the name. Is it one like... of those sex things that no one actually does? <laughs> I think that's all of them. All of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like who would do that? No, except like that one guy you see in the grocery store, and you're like, oh, he does all of them. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> and then I get his phone number. <laughs> I'm like, a dirty Sanchez, tell me more. <laughs> I just have an anthropological interest. <laughs> yeah, I love Mexican food. <laughs> You're gonna what with what? No, thank you. That does not belong there. <laughs> Anyway. She protested too little, too late. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm here. Oh, well. 
Anyway, I'm not watching Suspiria. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I guess this is my journalistic duty. <laughs> I do have an obligation. <laughs> wow. Well, that went down a path. <laughs> I was not expecting at the beginning of the session. <laughs> anyway. Well. <laughs> So, okay, I now this is weird because you said we should watch Black Xmas because you thought it was fun. And I said, no, it's so bad. And now you're saying I apologize, it's so bad. And do you know what my takeaway was? You liked it? Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. It was but fun. I thought it was a little fun. I still think that. I still think Maybe that. because the first time I was so just... Also, like, that period of time remakes were still kind of like a new thing that that was one of the first horror remakes like of, yeah. of a big name horror movie yeah and i was still angry about them at the time and because what they would do during like you know nowadays when they remake something maybe it'll be like oh i don't know for example suspiria where they do something <laughs> <laughs> you know i know we never talk about it <laughs> not but, once they make something completely new out of the, you know what I mean? They kind of let themselves run free. Whereas in the 2006 era of remakes, the only idea they had was to give backstory. Yeah, like, oh, here's Michael and his mom's a stripper. Yeah, let's demystify everything. Like, yeah. so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they did it. Oh, the Great Depression happened and we're hungry. We have to eat people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, all the movies did that. And they all stunk. Yeah. Even if some of them, like, are enjoyable for one reason or another, they're not great movies. I would say the one blip that really uh, shone in this in this that era was the my bloody valentine remake the 3d remake i like that one a lot yeah because that was just it was just it knew what it was somehow and it was just fun yes and it was just a flat out remake of the first one without without backstory really yeah if i remember right yeah yeah it was just like if if you're not gonna go in a completely new direction then just remake it you know yeah Otherwise, you get Black Xmas, which is a mess. <laughs> it's just a mess. To you know its what I credit, mean? to its sort of credit, it does try to take some some threads from the original and do some new things with it. They do. They try to build a whole backstory out of the phone calls from the original. And it's bananas. It's fucking bananas. It uh, might actually be, I mean, sans a couple scenes that really upset me. It might be my favorite part of the movie besides Andrea Martin. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite part of the movie is where the weird girl gives uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead her Christmas present. And she opens it up. And of course, it's a glass unicorn because you yeah. have to have the glass unicorn. And then the weird girl, weird girl says... I know you like the Bible and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite part was when they go into the the asylum that's just like Santa's can just come and go. Anyone can just come and go through this yeah. this this mental ward. Um and the guard go is serving them food and the Santa's like, What's on that plate? And he goes, It tastes like chicken. Because it's chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was that? It The problem is that the film isn't 
campy enough. Like there's a, a whiff of camp, but it's not enough to be completely like it needed more snappy dialogue. It needed a way better really script. Work. It yeah. needed a way better script to really work for what I think they were going for. Yeah. And so it's just in this weird limbo of like, is this supposed to be over the top and funny? Or is this supposed to, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. Yeah. It also, it could have been, I wanted it to become more of a Freddy versus Jason where it's like Billy versus Agnes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was building up to that. <sighs> um, so that that definitely did not happen. But uh but yeah, it it's I, I feel like when I first saw it, I remember it being just like fun and stupid and and it it is kind of both of those things still. But I was a little more let down this time. I think also because I put it on I literally put the disc in and watched it immediately after finishing rewatching the original Black Christmas. Oh dear. And I think that just set me up for failure right there. Yeah. Uh, um, besides the, the the fact that I was watching a failure of a movie. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh but I do have to say the thing that I kept saying talking about it after um that i've kept saying since watching it last night was uh you know there are kernels in there that i really enjoyed as bad as i thought it was there were some bits that were really fun i would agree with that i would agree with that i think the first time i saw it all i could do was compare it to the original yeah and that that totally makes sense that like it in in that era it's so new and that's all we did with horror remakes for the longest time until until they started becoming just sort of uh passable to watch <laughs> yeah or we i mean it's realize. a pointless exercise you know what i mean it's like you have to approach the movies as like for what they are and not for what they're not and what the originals i mean it's just it's fun to compare and contrast but ultimately it's like where what's the point yes yes you know but that was all I could do and be like, oh, the girls in the first one versus the girls in this one. Or, oh, I mean, just they just did everything. The, they took everything from the first film and just decided to do it the exact opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and it, I, I thought a lot about what you were saying about Halloween and like how much they really pushed those like winks of like, remember this? Yeah. Which, which Suspiria, not to keep beating a dead dancer, like <laughs> Suspiria does a, a bit of that, but like oh, in, sure. in really subtle, brilliant ways. Like, oh, here's Sarah counting. Oh, here's a razor wire kind of looking aesthetic in a room. Yeah. Um, oh, they're rehearsing in the Iris yes. studio. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, there's little things that they weren't beating it over the head versus this movie. They definitely are like, hey, remember that unicorn? Hey, remember that voice on that phone call? Hey, remember? <laughs> it just sets itself up for failure because like take the phone calls, for example, that in the first film, they're creepy as fuck. I, okay. Like they legitimately scare me. Terror, terror. It is yeah. so having rewatched black christmas because i watched it the last time i saw the original black christmas was like maybe two years ago around christmas time and so this was my first watch since then and it was almost like i mean i've always liked the movie but it was like i was watching a whole new movie this time i think because i was trying to be a little more analytic too i guess yeah um but it is it, it has totally shifted how I think about this film and slasher movies where I'm like, this is the scariest one. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, those phone calls are horrifying. They're really, really horrifying and really random. Whereas in the new version, 
they're not as extensive and they're not as central to the plot as the original, but they're not scary. It's really just some guy going, I don't know. I know what you did. You're part of my family. And then the girls are like, (laughs) he sounds like a demon. Like he doesn't. And in the original, they trusted the audience enough to, to react to the phone calls and to, to infer that. And just that from them. In the original, you get that that long scene of the first call when it's you think it's just a a, a spooky breather, right? Like a yeah, a obscene they're all gathered call. around. Yeah, yeah, and you just get those reactions of like these are uh, sorority girls. They are laughing at this like inappropriate call until it takes a turn. Yeah. Versus this, yeah, yeah it's like instantly like. <laughs> My favorite was when, when Billy allegedly Billy. I'm not, I'm not. You're not really sure. Is it Billy calling? Is it Agnes calling? Because there's two killers in this one. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they get the call, and uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, because the killer keeps calling from the cell phone of each person that he kills in succession. And the best part was when, like, they get the call, they hear the whole, they listen to the whole crazy, like, whatever the killer's doing. <laughs> and then Michelle Trachtenberg go- look, just goes, that wasn't Megan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no shit, yeah. Sherlock. Like, yeah, how long did it take you to, for you to realize that? Well, now I'm terrified because I thought Megan was just drunk. But now yeah. that you tell me that's Megan not Megan. sounded weird. <laughs> Yeah, but the girls, the girls, like in the in the remake, state to the audience, like that is scary. They're, Whereas in the first one, it's like we're standing in that cluster with them, listening to this phone call oh, and getting creeped out by it. You are in that house, and you are just as unaware of what that killer is doing, or what he looks like, or where he is, as all the women in the house. Exactly. And oh, oh, oh. also like the voice acting in the original. I mean, it is so, like I said, it's so terrifying, but like it is solid act, like some of the best voice acting I think I've ever heard um, yeah. versus in this one. It just sounds like the killer from Scream, but like, yeah, yeah. Doing funny voices at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I mean, oh boy. The, the remake is just crazy like kind it's... of gory like really obsessed with eyeballs oh the eye thing grosses me out so much and maybe maybe that's something i do like about it because it was so i eye things like have haunted me since i was a child that's always been an issue of mine in horror yeah. movies is like eye stuff like Stephen Stay King. away from Fulci. Oh, Ful- that the first time I saw Zombie 2, oh my, my friends. Oh my god. All of my friends were staring at me laughing so hard and I was just screaming at the other end of the room. That one that's one of the most brutal scenes. Oh, and of even, eyeball trauma ever. Even when they get to the close up of her eyeball oh and it's just, it's god. so fake but it is so gross. Yeah. And like Stephen King stuff, he's a in all of his books. There's always the moment where somebody steps on an eye, or they they say something about <laughs> eye jelly, and it's just like I don't know that formed an unholy spiral in my head. So it's like my deepest fears, you know, mermaids, lighthouses, and eye jelly. <laughs> so I just it it was something I was simultaneously repulsed by in the remake, but also kind of appreciated because it actually got a reaction from me, right? But it yeah. also it's so funny how the killer like 
strangles people with a sack over the head because hey remember that happened in one killing in the first movie it's every kill every killing is like bag over the head stab them or bludgeon them take out take an out eye. their eyes yeah eat the eye or put it on a christmas tree either yeah. or whichever either you're or. feeling <laughs> whatever but i mean like why is he yellow like i know they said oh he had a weird rare liver disease but it's like but why he's just like perma jaundiced i thought so his mother wouldn't love him like i thought it was honestly like maybe a it was just like like a post sin city thing because i think they were both around the same time (laughs) honestly and i think they were just like well do you guys do this now let's do it we can like digitally make him more yellow like it so they just did that it just doesn't make sense to me and i don't like it and what i don't understand and which bothers me mostly because i don't understand it is why did they cast a man as agnes it's weird it's not i thought at first that oh maybe they did the same actor so the face would be the same and they'd be like weird sibling but it's not the same actor i thought but it was it's the, not same the same actor, actor. yeah it's i thought not the, the same, same thing. actor it makes no sense to me there's no reason for it at all and it just comes off as a man doing bad drag <laughs> it looks like fred armison as um <laughs> yeah it comes off as like some threes company like for another contemporary uh reference it comes off as like some fucking threes company bad drag shit it totally looks like fred armison in portlandia at the feminist bookstore like it's, yes it's... <laughs> Yeah. The same hair and everything. But, you know, it's that same thing. And it that was in, um, it kind of started, I, well, I don't know when it's, I guess it goes back way, way late. But then in the 2000s, people became obsessed with that. Like in Dawn of the Dead in the remake, there was the the dying woman who then becomes the really fast, crazy zombie. Right, yeah, yeah. And that was like a man in drag. Um, and then all the James Wan movies where it's like, oh, yeah. you know what's terrifying? Old women. But when they're men, like, played by like, men. Like, this is not Shakespeare. <laughs> Women are allowed to act now. It's not? I thought it was. <laughs> no, Black Xmas is not a Shakespearean tragedy. It's not Twelfth Night? It's just a tragedy, no. <laughs> you know what the highlight of the movie was for me, I hmm. think, is when I thought at the end, when the morgue attendant gets killed, I thought it was Danny Masterson. I and thought, I was yeah. like... I was like, oh, this film has just justified its own existence. (laughs) But then I read the credits and it wasn't him and I was so disappointed. It was Juan. It was (laughs) Tanny Masterson. I had to look that up too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was, oh, what a moment. So, but that was like probably the moment that gave me the most joy. I the most joy for me was by far Andrea Martin. I oh well yeah she's perfection. Like this movie exists. This movie uh, and along also alongside Sorority Row, the remake of House on Sorority Row, um, mm. where Carrie Fisher was the house mother. Yes, I want to see the oh, God. remake spinoff where oh god damn it I forgot Carrie Fisher's dead and now I'm just sad. <laughs> oh no. God damn it! Okay. I want to see, if we have holograms, I want to see the remake spinoff where it's it's Miss Mac and it's Carrie Fisher from Sorority Row and it's just the house mother's, like, c- conference. Oh my God. 
house mother vacation yeah and then maybe maybe they have to oversee like a group of girls in cabo and then there's a murder and then like it's just them with shotguns like it would be great oh my god but they definitely have very similar roles in this movie in this movie um and andrea martin i I loved seeing her come back uh from the original i don't know how they got her to do it because she's a fairly uh, well-known actress with some clout i mean even though she's a comedic she just actress seems so nice yeah you know what i mean that yeah, she, she probably was like oh that'd be fun yeah i'm sure. sure i feel like she loved the idea of of getting killed in a because she died off screen in the first movie so maybe she loved the idea of getting killed on screen in this one although yeah. with an icicle that just falls on her really yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah, i the- don't know i tried to have fun with it and i think i succeeded in that yeah i had some fun i liked i liked seeing uh you know there were lots of there was a lot of i felt like they could have definitely extended the this the the chase scenes if you will or like the death scenes they're Um, very abrupt because there's no like tension there's no stalking there's no and that's part of what the whole first film is so suspenseful because the audience knows he's there but the girls don't oh it's a master class in it and he he plays with them and toys with them just by watching them yeah and we get more and more on edge whereas this one they just he just walks in and kills somebody and walks out yeah it's like, repeatedly literally like, and and uh, the movie is really goes by really fast because it's like they're hanging out they all hate each other and then somebody goes to their room gets killed somebody goes out to look under the stairs gets killed somebody goes into a car gets killed it's just it's yeah. so fast yes yeah um but there, it just if it had a, if it had a better wittier script uh, it, you know, it, it, it still wouldn't be great, but it would, I think, hit the right note. I think if they went a little bit, a little more in like the Scream Queens direction, like Ryan Murphy Scream Queens, and it's just like super campy, just like make them all really terrible people if we're going to go that route. Right. Um, It would be great. <laughs> because, I mean, he ate cookies that were skin. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that sets a certain tone one might say that you decorate the tree with eyeballs and severed heads like you're not approaching this seriously Mm -hmm. so why does the dialogue it's not like oh they were the actresses were treating it seriously and so that's why it worked it's like there was just not much in the script that followed that same tone and it was too jarring i think yeah it definitely was yeah the how it was made was definitely a different tone from the script for sure yeah um I don't know. There's some, there are some fun things. I love the Billy flashback sequences because they're just so fucking weird. Um, I didn't, I mean, I didn't like the, why, why does his mom, who I wish was Louise Lasser, why does she, (laughs) why does she like rape her kid and have his baby? That was weird. Right. She hated him and locked him in the attic. And she's like, oh, well, my husband is drunk and passed out, so I have to go have sex with the eight-year-old. That was yeah. weird. That, I yeah, wasn't like, what other option did she have? <laughs> I wasn't here for that. Uh, I wasn't no. here for for Billy or Agnes. It wasn't sure which crawling into bed with... Um, yeah, that was weird. The weird rapey sequence. That was strange. Yeah, uh, yeah and there's definitely like some weird, some like cross-dressing panic slash transphobia happening with agnes and her depiction um 
that said, like Andrea Martin's great. Uh, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead and I love that she doesn't have an accent until somebody mentions that she's like, has a NASCAR family. And then she says like, y'all after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cast is pretty good. Yeah. I love um, Kristen Cloak. She was the teacher in the first Final Destination. Yeah. Yeah. Who like when she had her coffee and then a computer chip explodes and then her house explodes. Yeah. <laughs> The most convoluted death scene in any movie ever. Yes. I loved yeah. I loved seeing her in it. I was pissed that she died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some... Oh, Oliver Hudson, a.k.a. Kate Hudson and uh, Kate Hudson's brother and Goldie Hawn's son. Oh, yeah. Uh, Playing, the, like, the worst character. Such an asshole. I was so happy to see him because I love him and, like, kind of have a crush on him. And then he was such an asshole in this. Yeah. And had really great lines, like, fuck you bitches. Like, yeah he called them bitches a lot multiple so that times cool. that was cool and yet they all continue to have sex with him for some reason right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i love the um i love that they have the tradition of a present for billy like that right that felt like a a real world thing you know it felt like um, yes some here's something demented that people would do because they don't know better like it was cute right well i thought it's like oh this i mean it's stupid to be like if you did this it would have been better but it's like they didn't even need the hospital stuff like what if he disappeared but he'd been living in the house the whole time because i love a, a house hider movie. oh no and that that is something i do enjoy about billy and agnes in this version is they are wall people yeah and <laughs> and yes yeah, just like you said you like a house hider I like that, but I more I'm terrified of wall people. Like yeah. I said, I said this before. If I see another skinny ass arm popping out of a uh, behind a picture frame, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, but like, give me the boy, give me Hell Knight. You know, give me these movies the where pact? there's somebody. The Pact. Oh, the Pact is a good one. Oh, fucking wall people. But, I mean, like, Agnes could have been in the house the whole time. I mean, was she in the house the whole time? Well, and that's the thing is it's never, they they don't, they even ask that. They're like, how, was she here for months or years? And the screenwriter just wrote, no, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Because the screenwriter didn't know. Yeah. But it's like, that could have been, I mean, without the campy vibe, that could have been. Yeah. I I guess maybe that's too close to the original, which is just so scary. It's so scary. I liked, I liked Billy in the hospital in the beginning because, there was like a nice kind of gender play moment, um, unlike the Agnes gender play stuff, but where Billy throws his voice as like a sexy nurse to lure a, a security guard to his death. Mm. Or no, mm. the, the Santa. He lured the Santa. I liked that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, it's there's some really there are some cute, funny, hilarious things. I like the colors. It's got a nice Christmas tone. Yeah. Like I, the set dressing is really terrific. It does have a lot of colors. It's nice. In terms of like being a horror movie that has a Christmas vibe, it does a great job at that, actually. Um, Something that I was really impressed by with when rewatching the original Black Christmas was like how silent it is. Yes. Um, And then Black Xmas, literally in the first five minutes, we have already heard every Christmas song ever recorded. And they just keep them coming throughout the entire movie. And it's like, it's kind of overkill and a little too much, but like... But that's this movie. That's this movie! <laughs> yeah. And I did like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think if they just had a little bit of a better script, if Michelle Trachtenberg had a character instead of exposition, um, yeah. 
and they kept up that vibe, it could have been really great. But yeah, it is, it's fun as for what yeah. it is. I mean, I was surprised because all I really remembered, I mean, I remembered the skin cookies. You know, I remembered things about it from the first time I saw it, but mostly I just had like a visceral reaction of like, I hated it so much. Never again. And so I guess this time I was pleasantly surprised. So it was not a haunting for you. It was, oh, definitely not a haunting. Well, that's, that's no, all, no, no, no. all anyone can ask for. It really is. I mean, the haunting is like, <laughs> is that, the bottom. That's our standard. <laughs> that's the standard bottom. So anything better than that is somewhat of a win. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'll say that. Yeah, I had, I will, yeah, I, I was <laughs> unimpressed, but had fun with bits of it, for sure. Right, yes. And, and there was like, I mean, we've addressed the time period. There is a slight nostalgia factor for me in watching it because um not nostalgia for that era but it felt very still teen slasher of the late 90s yeah it, it didn't feel so much like 2000 slasher it definitely felt like they were coming right off of scream with this and like urban legend um and for being 10 years after scream it was yeah. it, it still felt really close to that kind of vibe yeah and I just, they... it, it, it exemplifies though like why do the girls all hate each other oh you know i know because I mean? because like... a man wrote it and all they know they know how to call each other is bitches yeah because just like the the first one the, it's the relationships between the girls that are one of my favorite things about it and also written by a man yeah which is shocking and i can't wait to talk more about that yeah. um yeah it's it's it, it definitely is one of those films where like it's an all-female cast for the most part except oliver hudson and and the killers but um but they just don't know what to do with these women and like i think andrea martin's personality and like her 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 the, like sort of cult of personality that comes with her was already built into that role but they didn't know what to do with anybody else yeah so like make mary elizabeth winstead like say a word with a southern accent once <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's just like the the original, which we should probably just talk about. Like, the girls were all so distinct. Like, so distinct from each other. Yeah, like, there's the one with glasses. There's... <laughs> no, their personalities are very... <laughs> they're very distinct, and but they all really cared about each other. Even if they argued, they still I, cared about each other. I and just, that really drives the film. I just wanted to be an internet troll in that moment. I'm very sorry. Oh, okay. But they are... No, they are... It, 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 this this is what blew me away in rewatching the original Black Christmas because I've seen this movie so many times, but I don't think I really, I think I've just always kind of thought of it as like an early slasher film where not everything had come together yet for some reason. I think I was mm. just, I think I was just dumb, honestly. <laughs> was you had some weed juice? I had some time. weed juice. I, I it was before I even discovered it, and yet it was already activating in my system, <laughs> and I this script is so good yeah it, it is really so is. brilliant and like the the level of feminism of of agency Un expressed by the characters believable yeah the relationships um even like i was like when i started taking my notes because i i often take notes for our show um I was like starting to take my notes. I'm like, okay, I need to write down everybody's name. So I remember who's who. And like, I immediately knew who everyone was mm -hmm. like, cause they're just such real characters. And so they're real characters. it's such a fully fleshed out movie. Yeah. 
It's so unbelievably pioneering. And not just because it's like, person kills girls. Like, slasher movie. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, it's the first kind of slasher movie. Like, okay, fine. But it's so pioneering. Like, the character of Jess. My God. Is unbelievable. For 1974, she is so independent. She says things and has agency that a lot of female characters still don't have. She spins like some of our earliest scenes with her are her arguing with her boyfriend and standing her ground about how she's going to get an abortion because she can't have a baby and she doesn't want one. Yeah. She doesn't (laughs) want a baby. And he's like, well, we'll get married. It'll be fine. And she's like, I have things I want to do in my life and I don't want to marry you. Yeah. He's like, okay, what, what the fuck is Peter's like recital that he does? I get so distracted by his jacket, his sport coat. His fucking jacket, his stupid hair, his dumb face, and that fucking, <laughs> his, his Dada Salon old-timey piano experimental pop album. What the hell was that? <laughs> and you can, like, see it in his eyes as he's looking at the, the, the instructors or whatever, and they're just like, well, we're all fucked at this point. Yeah. <laughs> And I love how he, I love how he comes back from that. And he's like, "I'm leaving the conservatory and blah blah blah. Let's get married." And yeah, she just says like, "I still ha- remember when we started and you wanted to do things. I still want to do things too." Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Like her, her level of asserting herself is shocking. Like, and, and, and it, it really it, it shouldn't be. But right. but she is literally just a woman who says what she wants. And that is shocking for a movie from 1974. Yeah, um, it's kind of shocking. When it comes to, like, a woman dealing with the love interest, the oh, way she acts and asserts her independence is still shocking. Like, I mean, the fact that she doesn't, like, capitulate to him at the end. No, like, she nothing. kills him. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, yeah. When, for me, it, it all comes through too, like between in that conversation with Peter, and then when she she actually she's having the two conversations at the same time because she's on hold with the the police, um, yeah. and they say, she says, "Yes, I'll hold, but only for a moment." <laughs> <laughs> and then the cop comes back and she says, "Now stay on the line." <laughs> like <laughs> she's just her. she's like what she's like a maybe an exchange student on a visa. I don't know. And she's just, like, telling the cops how to work their jobs. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. All the relationships between the girls, their friendships and everything are so wonderful. And they care about each other and they look after each other. And they do everything right yeah. in the film. And you know, is... they don't act like stupid horror movie girls. No, and even, like, um, the the character that could most easily be the, like contentious kind of asshole barb uh yeah. aka the the saint she's a saint now <laughs> yeah, she is. our our, our she fallen has ascended our, she has ascended into immortality margot kidder rest in power um as barb like she could be such as a shitster trouble starter but like she actually they actually care about her and like help her get to bed and like really worry for her and it's just yeah. it's and she goes to the police station like it's a great comedy touch but she goes to the police station when claire's missing like she helps out yeah she's not she's not just like the drunk asshole which we do see in black xmas i mean i liked the equivalent character her because she was just kind of funny in her line deliveries um 
but like there's so much there it's such a night and day thing but how they talk to each other in those two films yeah yeah it oh yeah and then of course andrea martin is phil oh my god <laughs> i love her Amazing. she a little baby andrea martin with her little, <laughs> her little baby fro and her little glasses <laughs> like i really the movie does such a good job and of making me really care about all of these women and not and the sense of dread of what's going to happen to them yeah and yep. i didn't think about this until i was watching the remake um but i was like is there also no nudity or exploitation really like none yeah, yeah. which it, and it is i mean especially for 1974 because what at that point the other like sort of formative slashers that led up to this were like italian films um yeah. and it, it's just they do not rely on on sex or nudity or anything i'm not i'm not anti that but like that's in every other one of these films and it's not anywhere in this yeah, the women aren't objectified at all. Yeah, the closest you get is a conversation about, like, pro-choice, you know? That's it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, the characters are so well-drawn, and it's so rare for a slasher movie still for the characters to be that well-drawn and to seem so mature. And, like, they're friends who are friends. Like, the only other movie that really comes close, I think, is Halloween, the original. Absolutely. and And that is what melted my mind especially thinking about how good this script is is um because obviously it's hard not to compare this movie with halloween um black christmas 1974 halloween 1978 um black christmas opens with that long extended pov shot from the killer's perspective yeah um you know then we're subjected to like a bunch of women that are just forced uh and, and presented with senseless male violence um all like centered around women's relationships like there's a lot of the groundwork for halloween mm-hmm. um like the only thing that doesn't show up that it is that really becomes the key theme that elevates halloween beyond this is like halloween has a, a really present soundtrack which this doesn't um, right but at the yeah. same time you could argue the lack of a soundtrack is the the presence of a soundtrack for this movie yeah. um but yeah so i keep thinking about like deborah hill's script and how i was like okay deborah hill wrote all of the dialogue for the women in Halloween and created all the women characters. Yes, she did. (laughs) Thanks, Deborah. I almost, (laughs) I almost forgot. If you weren't there to remind me, how would I have known? Like every other episode. (laughs) Did you know? Did you know? Have you heard? Totally. And she does a thumbs up and a wink. My Paul, I can no longer stop. I wish I had you all alone. We need to do the behind the scenes Jeff making of the greatest hits. Yeah, when the they'll be like, like Nancy Loomis will be like, how do you how do you think I should deliver this line? And then you see Deborah Hill and she just does that. And Nancy Loomis just backs away <laughs> into a shadow. <laughs> so Deborah Hill brought that to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And meanwhile, the writer of Black Christmas is a dude and like somehow created just as realistic women. And I'm yeah. mind melted. Mind it's melted. Almost, it's like if you write women 
as if they're people. Okay, well, this is getting way too I political. Know, I know. <laughs> I'm an SJW. <laughs> SJW Corner presents. <laughs> write your female characters as if they were people, and what the rest will sort itself out. That is just shocking to me. That script. I <laughs> gasped at, um, I do not remember this line, but you can't rape a townie. Yeah. I gasped. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gasp worthy. It's And that's what blows me away. Because I'm like, oh, a dude wrote this when I hear that line. But then then you hear every other line in the movie. And then you realize, like, oh, my God, he's literally just writing her as a fully fleshed out person. Right. That is something Barb would say. And Absolutely. It's, it's she hilarious. says a lot just to get a rise out of people. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's shocking. Um, And, and it's 100% real. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's sort of, that's the difference between, like, just sorority girls calling each other bitches, like in Black Xmas, and then this, where (laughs) we just drop lines like that. That's maybe as aggressive as it gets, but it's, it's real. Well, it's also the other characters judge that. Yeah. It's not like that's the message the movie is putting out there. It's like, she says it and everybody's like, oh, God. Come on, Barb. Come on, Barb. Really? (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's so great. And yeah, Mrs. Mac. Oh. <laughs> AKA me. Claude? <laughs> I'm God Claude. damn it, Claude. Okay, wait. This woman who Prohibition era like stores booze in toilets and in closets and yeah. in <laughs> she has fishing line leading to booze every which way. Every part of yeah, the house. Hidden in hollowed out books. <laughs> like really why i mean i love her so much i've been trying to get jason to illustrate her forever and he still hasn't i don't know why he hates me oh that'd be perfect i know she would fit so well in his icon series so well and claude he can draw claude i keep telling him this and you know what i just i just i think he doesn't want to make me happy that's what i think probably (laughs) miss mac is she was she also part of like a a sister group a sister vaudeville act yeah Yeah, back in the day like i i love how they just have that album just hanging out and you just sort of are put it together yeah you're just left to think like this movie is so good at at world building and creating this real environment yeah um where you just have those little tendrils of like wait what the fuck the drunkie here the house mother was also in some vaudeville singing group right i mean it explains her behavior yeah you know she's a trip like what a character she's such a trip it's such a subtle performance oh it's (laughs) that and every every performance by meryl streep the side by side (laughs) the definition of subtlety oh it's so great it's so there's so much like the little backstory about the um the little girl who gets found in the park yeah the little girl who's murdered and you don't know if that's related or not but it's so well done like they didn't have to show the dead body of a child you know it's and like the relief on claire's father's face when it's not claire that they find it's beautiful like it's such a such a even though it's like centers on college-age students it's such an adult film I don't it's... mean triple X rated. I mean, <laughs> in case that's what you thought. 
adult oriented for a slasher movie yeah well it's funny that you say that because bob clark who made the bob clark is a master at making christmas movies apparently yeah obviously (laughs) he also did a christmas story crazy career like filmography oh my god and then he like the last couple of things he's done like he did baby geniuses and baby geniuses 2 super babies or whatever yeah 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 but death dream which is amazing he he like I, oh, I haven't seen it. It's really good. I guess I'm going to have to check it out because I I always thought, I remembered Black Christmas being a little more sleazy than it really is. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. Huh, and that's weird. I, I, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. I just think I had the, a totally twisted memory of this movie. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. But it was funny because I, I was watching a, a feature with him about this film. And like I guess he was, when he was like trying to start filmmaking, like the only place to really break in was to do porn. And to direct, you know, actual adult films. Um, but he didn't want to do that. So he said he made this instead. Huh. And it's just, it's, it's, it just says so much to me about him as a filmmaker that, like, he could have done that. Uh, right. Yeah. Had the easy start, make a lot of money, just like all the other guys that started out directing that. But, but he goes to this and then he makes, like, the least exploitive slasher movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. It's really wild because the slasher is, like, the realm of the teenager. It's, you know, they feature teenagers and they're practically made for teenagers. Yeah. You know, and this one just really stands out as like a mature horror film. And it is subtle and moody and terrifying. So scary. I it's really so think scary. this is the scariest one. Yeah. It, yeah. That that scene, that first scene with poor Claire going into that closet and then, you know, he's in there somewhere. And then that bag just like, oh, yeah. It's terrifying. Or um, a part, another part that really freaked me out besides every phone call was Jess when she's like, when she goes upstairs, they, the call is coming from inside the house, mm-hmm. but she goes upstairs and then you see, you hear him saying, Agnes, and you see his eye. Yeah. Agnes, it's me, Billy. He oh my like God. whispers and she's like, where he's in here, but where is he? And you just see the sliver of his eye behind the door. Fucking, fucking terrifying. So scary. Then it gets even worse. She slams the door in his face. He starts screaming and he is like, it, it is horrifying because you just see this. You just see arms and legs flying everywhere as he chases behind her. Yeah. You, you hear his in his insane screams and it is it, you're just like trapped in this house with this kind of faceless force yeah and it is so it's it's very much the anti michael myers he's like not catatonic he's not just slowly stalking yeah he's really manic yeah but he's it, completely unhinged like that scene in the attic where he like starts going like ah! And he's yeah. like he's smacking all the stuff that's in the attic and just flipping like he's completely unhinged and it's so terrifying. And best of all, unlike Black Xmas, we never find out what the hell is going on, who he is, what he looks like. Like he is nope. even, despite all this information, like audibly coming from him, there he is even more of a mystery than Michael Myers. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he's just this guy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have a name. I mean, probably his name's Billy. But you don't even know that for sure. Yeah. Michael Myers, you know how his childhood went. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know his name. You You know where he lived. You get the basic 101. Yeah. And then there's, like, the boogeyman and this kind of urban legend that built up around the town around it. But, like, ugh. This this guy is just so 
such a creep and and so formative like it's it's so wild to me like i also forgot the whole idea of the call coming from inside the house like yeah. how that that went on to become you know when a stranger calls and then scream and mm-hmm. it's just nuts how central this movie is to everything and how it did it all so early and better than any of them yeah and had some genuine comedy in it without like yeah it's without it ruining the mood or the tone of the film yeah yeah it, it because it was naturalistic like it's yeah. that's how people joke like mm-hmm. it's yeah well except for peter and his fucking recital what the hell i still don't get what that was (laughs) it's amazing yeah and olivia hussey is oh my gosh so pretty her jess oh it's just so so pretty jess is the fucking best and she's like never mentioned with i mean i guess you can infer that she's gonna get killed but she's very rarely why do they leave her in the house alone yeah. They did that just to upset me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. I was going to be able to have a breath and calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and but she's, she's never mentioned in like your lists of final girls. It's always, you know, no. Friday the 13th, Halloween. It's all this stuff. And then there's Jess being and an I, independent woman. I'm guilty of that. Like I always, you know, my favorite final girls are, are uh, Laurie Strode and Sid Prescott. And, yeah. and, like going back and rewatching Halloween, you know, it's like, well, Laurie actually just kind of screams and is traumatized in the right. first Halloween. Like she, I mean, she yeah, Laurie looks... is saved by a man in the first one. Yeah, she looks out for the kids, but like she's definitely not coping. Um, no, Jess, <laughs> Jess like grabs that fire poker and goes upstairs. <laughs> like yeah. she yeah. runs back down. She thinks her boyfriend's the killer, and you know, maybe even if he's not, he's shit at the piano and he wants her to have her baby. Or his baby, so she kills yeah. him. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Wild. Maybe, maybe part of it is that it doesn't. It's not set up like your typical trope tastic slasher film. The care because the characters are well realized and they're not all archetypes. That it feels more of an ensemble piece. So even though Jess is yeah. literally the final girl, she doesn't feel like a final girl like friday 13th part two you know within five minutes that Ginny is going to be the final girl yeah 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 yeah. you know like you can always peg the fine you, you know which character is going to end up being the final girl and in this one you really don't because yeah. they're all actualized characters yeah it and it definitely is an ensemble piece until it's just we're just left with like two now there's yeah. one like they just get like whittled away basically unfortunately yeah it, until she's just literally final but so good i i love this movie it's it's officially i mean with this like however many times rewatch that i feel like i've finally seen it with actual person eyes <laughs> um yeah. that's awesome it is just like yeah top of my list one of the best slashers out there so good yeah. and and the best christmas horror movie by far <laughs> oh by far, by far, by far. I mean, besides Santa Slays with Fran Drescher, but it is. Well, I'll probably end up agreeing with that. <laughs> Just that and scene. My, and my performance <laughs> as Garbage Day. Oh, that is my favorite. <laughs> That's not even a Christmas specific horror. That's just a horror movie, and that's my favorite. <laughs> My gosh, this is our last episode of the year. Oh, wow. That's wild. 
Yeah, we've been doing this for a little while now. What a ride we've been on these two months. It's, it feels like it's been longer. It feels I mean, we've definitely watched at least a year's worth of I've, material in oh, the time we've done this. Absolutely, my God. I mean, I'm, when I say it feels like it's been longer, I mean that in a nice way. Oh yeah, it, I, it I, just feels like we've been doing this for a really long time, but we haven't. This is true. Maybe because we're weekly. I don't know. It, that's also probably yeah. and every episode is like 10 hours long well that's fine yeah <laughs> people get in traffic and they need something to listen to maybe, maybe they're on the subway yeah maybe they're on the sub or at subway oh they well i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> if you're at subway yeah don't get the avocado slices it's not fresh ew don't get anything that's true love yourself <laughs> Subway. Well, there goes Love that sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So this is it. We're going to take actual Christmas week. We're going to take a week off. What? Yeah. Can you believe it? Yep. I'm not going to know what to do with myself if I'm not watching 17 movies in no a week. No kidding. <laughs> and thinking about that. I'm not going to think about anything. We'll be back next year, we which will. is crazy. I don't, yeah. Do you just feel so clever? <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll be all. <laughs> Rarely. Know, I just, people always do that with like, we'll see you next year in a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well but, I, no. But good answer. Okay, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Did I sound like that? No. It sounded endearing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So next, I mean, yeah, we're taking a week off. I don't know. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back in the new year, uh, just right after the new year. Um, we'll be back on, I think, January 2nd is the new year. Something like that. Our new year episode. And, and we have some year uh, stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> year stuff yeah that's our theme is year stuff year stuff year stuff yeah you heard it first here that's a little a little hint yeah um, <laughs> and then boy do we have an exciting list of everything we're going to talk about in 2019 ready to oh go. my god we have the whole year planned out we do we have ex- <laughs> extensively scheduled we we have synced our on-demand services <laughs> given powerpoint presentations <laughs> left and right <laughs> yeah so a lot to look forward to um stacy do we have a, a listener question oh my god we sure do oh i'm so excited <laughs> i love the questions i love questions I, they make me think about things. <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> yeah, what is your problem? <laughs> What's wrong well, with Andy Grudy? It's from my mom. <laughs> oh no! What's wrong? Why are you wasting your life? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. You're my daughter. That's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh well. I love I love this image of you reading them live on the air as they come in through our through our machine. I have one of those. Your mom is sending us telegram hate mail as we record. 
Yep. <laughs> <sighs> no, psych. <laughs> all of you. Uh, the question this week comes from Ryan. The question is, what are your favorite rip-off horror movies of the 70s and 80s? And I mean rip-off in the best possible way. Oh, such a good question. Such a good question. I love a Bobo horror movie. Oh, yeah. And we addressed we addressed one of these uh, rip-off films. Yeah. Just in and our most recent episode. mentioned a few others, yes. Yeah. We sure did. I bet you're going to mention it, aren't you? No, I hate it. Because <laughs> I know you love it. I have no strong feelings for Jennifer. <laughs> Listen, oh, Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm just jumping into it. Jennifer is not a ripoff. It is a perfect complimentary taste. It is, it is a, it, it is a, a lifestyle. It is an essence. It is a brand. It is my it's favorite brand. <laughs> it's it's aesthetic. It's social practice. It's praxis. <laughs> and it is a way of life. I love Jennifer so much. And I had, we talked about this. I have only heard it referred to as a Carrie knockoff. And it is so much more than that. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's terrific. Also, how many do you have on your list, Stacey? I wrote down three. Okay, I have three as well, so we'll see if oh, we overlap. Oh, wow. Do you want to do another? You do the next one. All right. My first one is a little film called Kathy's Curse. Oh, yeah. I've never seen this. I... Oh, Kathy's Curse is a hoot. Did you write about this on Final Girl? I wrote about it, and they quoted me on the Blu-ray case. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's really amazing. I love that. <laughs> so like, yeah. It is terrible. That's the thing. Some of these Bobo horror movies like are sometimes they're like Jennifer where they take the original and they want to do a ripoff, but they make something completely new out of it. Yeah, they do something kind of brilliant with it. Sometimes they do something pretty new and it's just bad. And that's, <laughs> that's Kathy's Curse, which is like if you took The Exorcist and The Omen and maybe like The Bad Seed and you put them in a blender... And then you added like too much and then you put dirt in there for some reason. And then you were like, oh, this tastes terrible. And you're like, oh, no, that's a terrible metaphor. But the point is, Kathy's Curse is awful, but it's so enjoyably awful that it should be seen. It should absolutely be seen. What year was it? Uh, 77, okay. I want to say. Late 70s. Yeah, it's super duper duper low budget. It has dialogue that doesn't, like, this This girl is possessed by the ghost of her dead aunt or something, and it gives her weird powers. Like, she can make her mom's taking a bath, and then she has leeches on her. <laughs> yeah. That's and, like, cool. her mom has a tray full of food, and then the food is rotten. Like, it's just... <laughs> bad and the dialogue is like like she's supposed because you know how in like the exorcist obviously like part of reagan's possession was like her language yeah yeah, yeah. and it, her language was so bad that you worried that maybe next she would start smoking or something really bad right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was concerned about yeah, exactly. in the theater that she might light up a cigarette <laughs> So Kathy's Curse, they try to do kind of that same thing, but it's just like, what is this? 
is this like written by English as a second language people? Because they're like, she calls someone a medium rare piece of shit. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good, you know what I mean? It's just like, what are you doing, Kathy's Curse? Because I love it. Oh, Keep this doing sounds it. like a delight. It's a fucking delight and a half. I am adding it to my list. Yeah, we should, maybe we should. But I feel like we have to now. Yeah, it's a hoot. It's a real hoot. Cat like, like she can just disappear. Like, she, I, I think at one point she's, like, with her mother. And her mother's like, stop it. Get rid of that dirty rag. Referring to her doll. She keeps calling her doll a dirty rag. And then, oh. and then Kathy, like, vanishes. And her mom's like, hmm, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, not phased at all by the fact that her daughter just literally vanished in front of her. And no good it's, shit uh, dematerialized again. <laughs> yeah, it's so good oh i love that yep 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 um i also love and this movie i did not discover we also i think i briefly addressed it on the show once um i did not discover it till this year and it is a jaws knockoff um Mm. but it's jaws if jaws was a car and it's called the car oh the car is fucking great it's one of the best movies i've ever seen it's got it's got everything it's got death by shark car it's got kyle and kim richards oh, it's got perfect oh my god james is it james brolin in that or josh james brolin james brolin yeah who is a babe yeah he was a hunk oh my god say barbara streisand is your name i was gonna say i'm sorry do you smell burning toast i was i was gonna say sandra streisand but barbara streisand that's her bobo sister that's her bobo yes i'm sandra she barbara streisand good job yeah wow. yeah she she lucked out there yeah she i mean really he did but they yeah. <laughs> wow that, that's a yeah. lot of a lot happening in that relationship yeah. um this movie is just it's it's it actually also has i really appreciate as a as a native american as white people call us um i i had a blast <laughs> watching this movie and seeing actual native representation in it um where we weren't just like dumb drunk braves or squaws it was very different yeah. from from the kind of depiction i see up until the 1990s and today even yeah um like there's police officers that actually are native americans and like speak navajo and like it, it was kind of and it was kind of amazing um mm-hmm. i love this movie it's it's campy it's uh like grind housey but at the same time it's like actually really good i think it's a hoot yeah it is a hoot and a half so mm-hmm. the car god yay, bless that movie the car yay <laughs> 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 yay car i enjoy car <laughs> i enjoy automobile <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's one of your snl characters <laughs> Robot movie reviewer. <laughs> yeah, hasn't made it to air yet, but no. it will. I'll keep trying. <laughs> Lauren Michaels just keeps opening letter after letter from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. All right, my next pick. 
Beyond the Door. Oh, have I seen this? It's an Exorcist ripoff. I haven't seen it, no. Starring Juliette Mills from The Parent Trap. But she's all grown up. She's the mom who gets possessed. Are there and... two of her? No, unfortunately, no. Oh, they could have they could have tied it in. <laughs> yeah. She gets possessed and a lot of the possession stuff is the same. Like she pukes up some green stuff. You know what I mean? The levitated, the head spinning around. It like does uh, pinch a lot from The Exorcist. And it's not a great movie, but I do love Exorcist ripoffs of the 70s. Yeah, whether they're it's... Italian or American or whatever. One year after it, too. Yeah, 1974. Yeah. They're gross. They're weird. I mean, if you want to read into it, you can a little bit. Um, like if The Exorcist is kind of about, you know, puberty and Reagan becoming a woman and sexual awakening and all of this. And Beyond the Door is like about a woman being unsatisfied with traditional ideas of domesticity. Mm, sounds political again. Yeah, well, I love I love reading into stuff, stuff that's probably not there. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pastimes. In exorcist ripoffs. In exorcist ripoffs. Well, she becomes pregnant with Satan's baby. Oh. Not through a rape or anything. He just like makes her pregnant. Oh, like an immaculate can can yeah. Satan. Yeah. But she's just like unhappy with her marriage and she says things like, you know, I don't know that this is what I want in my life. Oh, oh, she has like a devil baby, but I'm all about like in those ripoffs. I'm all about the like corn teeth aesthetic. You know what I mean? Give me some corn teeth. (laughs) Give me some weird contacts in the eyeballs. (laughs) The looks are always astounding. Yes. Let a little bit have that nightgown on. I'm good to go. (laughs) It's my my Tinder profile. Have that nightgown on. (laughs) Have that nightgown on. We're good to go. Yep, 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 yep. Do you have a nightgown? Can you host? <laughs> Do you have corn teeth and a nightgown? <laughs> I'm half a mile away. <laughs> My standards are very low. But <laughs> yeah, so beyond the door, if you are looking for a 70s flavored exorcist ripoff, it's a fun one. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my last, uh, favorite ripoff is, uh, this is maybe an obvious one, but it is a, well, it's definitely an obvious one. It's a little known slasher film called Friday the 13th, uh, (laughs) which I mean, it's just, I guess every, really every slasher film is a ripoff of every other slasher film. It's yeah, it's not much. like Halloween is the holy one. I mean, obviously Black Christmas was the one and now everything just ripped off that. But um yeah. But Friday the 13th definitely cashed in on, you know, back some some shocking backstory, something happened to somebody, a bunch of dead teenagers uh, uh 80s set it around a holiday. Um I guess Friday the 13th is sort of a holiday. It's like day on a calendar. It's it not that much. Um, and this, I mean, the whole series, like, it's it's so funny how they all kind of, like, like they all veer into other forms of ripoffs with sequels. Yeah. Like, part seven is like, okay, now now it's the Carrie ripoff Friday the 13th. Or, yes. Or then we get Jason Goes to Hell, it's the body jumping Friday the 13th. And it's just, 
I don't know. As as um not inspired as the the basis for the story might be. Like I love the series so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's besides Child's Play, I think it is the most solid slasher franchise out there. Um, oh, for sure. And it's, I mean, well done for for turning it from this little tiny Friday the Thirteenth film into this long long living uh, slasher series. It's kind of amazing. So yeah, yeah. As I noted in my book. Oh. <laughs> Get that that plug. plug. Get that plug. I gotta plug something. Carrie, plug it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just associating now. It's just word association. Anyway. You're not disassociating? Because that's what I thought was happening. (laughs) It's it's both at the same time. Your book, which to actually plug your book, Death Body Count, Death Count, Body Count, Death Count, Body Count. (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> <What>? Sleepwalkers? <laughs> Stacy, oh my God, what's your book? I have it. What is it? Death, death count. Death count. Death yes, count. and it's yes. it's still available on Amazon. Yes, it sure is. It's on Amazon. The, it's all of the deaths in the Friday the Thirteenth film series illustrated. It's the perfect Christmas treat if you were late getting someone their Christmas present. Hmm. Pick mm-hmm. up Death Count. Even if you did get them a Christmas present already, get them a better one. Get Death Count. Yeah. But as I note, because there's also some writing in the book. It's not just pictures. There's also words. Oh, well, now I've lost interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, as I talked about in the book, like Friday the 13th always kind of tried to do interesting things. And it wasn't always successful. Yeah. But you got to give them kudos for giving it a shot. They tried. They tried. They tried it. It's, it's sometimes it's all we can do is try. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really fun. It's fun. Yeah. Could have just yeah. been just a bad ripoff, and they really made something special with those movies. So, all right, my third one is kind of funny. Well, it's not funny, but I mean, now that I'm, I'm <laughs> I mentioned, you know, how so many series or remakes or whatever or would do like now the girl version. Mm. Well, <clears throat> my third film is a little film called Dolly Dearest. Oh my god, I was just looking at this movie and I have not seen it. Oh but... my god, it's like the American Girl version of Chucky. It looks amazing. Starring Lieutenant Tasha Yar <gasps> of television's Star Trek The Next Generation. Denise Shut Crosby. up. When I was looking at it, I did not see that. I was just like entranced by the image of this doll. Oh my god, seriously, Tasha Yar? Yeah, she's the mom. Oh my the god. Film. And the doll is possessed by like like there's some stuff that's probably not very PC. Like it's it's possessed by a demon from some fucking Mayan blood cult or something. And there's like the Hispanic maid who literally says, The doll gives me a funny feeling. Oh my like god. <laughs> Yeah, like it's the oh Hispanic maid who tries to warn them. Because she can sense the Mayan She can curse like and... sense the danger. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is a power that uh us indigenous derived people have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We can sense yeah. cultural curses nearby. <laughs> it's like a spider sense, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. It tingles. So- yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. an itch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dolly Dearest is a lot of fun. It's bad. It's very bad. But it's the American Girl version of Chucky, I... but without the wisecracks. She doesn't have any wisecracks. Really? Know, but- 
give me a doll running around and I'm good. That's I all I need. So the sold. of those fake little feet. Ugh, I am yeah. so sold. It just looks it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Why can't see why can't they remake that instead of Child's Play? Right. Why does the new Alright, first of all, are we gonna be here okay okay, Stacy, slow down and just <laughs> <laughs> finish one sentence before you start the next one. Uh, so like the new child's play. Uh-huh. I don't wanna give it my money. Uh-uh. Are we obligated to see it? Do you this know? is where the problems of being a hard-hitting journalist come in. Every night, every night, <laughs> after I, I drink my jug of weed juice, I, <laughs> I go up and down through the different toilets in the house and I fish out my Prohibition-era liquor from the, from the toilet. <laughs> and I sit down and I look in the mirror and I look at myself and my golem self comes out and says, well, one day you're going to have to watch this piece of shit, <laughs> you troll. Right? <laughs> I, right? I think we just have to wait till it's like on video. On a service that yeah, we subscribe to. Yeah, on a service that, that it's just free. Like, because it's going to be on Shutter, right? Like, we oh, just, for sure. We have to wait till that or we have to like have a friend red box it and then burn a dvd and then transfer it to a vhs and then mail it to us like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like it we have to yeah. if if we're not trying to break the ring curse in procuring the film i don't think we're watching it right <laughs> yeah. so okay. yeah that's that was my instincts with it yes i mean i just i have to see how bad it is i just my money cannot go near it I just don't understand why they're like, it's not like Chucky. It's a new thing. And then they make it look the same except for the eyebrows. It's not Chucky. It's a buddy doll named Chucky that looks exactly make the same as Chucky. Different. Yeah. Like it look different. I don't get it. I wonder what they're going to do with the voice. Because uh, um, Brad Dourif's not doing it out of loyalty yeah. to Don Mancini. Of course. Thank God. But like, how are they going to? It, well, is it going to just be a robot doll? Because they said it's just a robot doll that malfunctions, right? Right. So. I will kill you. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Put me on the internet. For some reason. <laughs> I want to hear that doll make that request. <laughs> if there's not a scene where Chucky isn't like uploading his vines... Even though Vine doesn't even exist anymore. Jack into the system. <laughs> Boot up a JPEG, please. Okay. Turn on the mouse. We're going opening night. <laughs> I'm also writing the next girl the, with the dragon tattoo movie. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to get out her keyboard. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> She used the mouse and moved the cursor. <laughs> I know all that hacker speak. Because <laughs> I go on the deep web. <laughs> that's Stacy always surfing the dark web. Crywolf, that's me. Crywolf at Crywolf. <laughs> Crywolf.com. I like that you advertise your your anonymous serial killer service. <laughs> You take out ads and banners on the site. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, Facebook <laughs> keeps telling me to, so you know, if I want to reach a wider audience. <laughs> That's see, that's the reality of like online serial killers is like they wouldn't the algorithm wouldn't promote them enough to even kill anybody. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to kill people and then Tumblr's like, no more serial killers on our side. Yeah. And they're like Crywolf is like, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm gonna I have to start an OnlyFans. Yeah, I can't go on Craigslist anymore. <laughs> Tumblr. Oh, see, the Republicans have made it so hard. Um, I mean, we we all thought it was to it was all anti sex workers, but really, it's anti online serial killers that they are waging war yeah. with right now. What about the cannibals? What about the cannibals? <laughs> Just want to meet someone who wants to be eaten. And those tech savvy dolls. And the tech savvy dolls <laughs> need to upload their Insta stories. <laughs> Put on Juno filter. <laughs> I think we have to write our own child's play remake and post it exclusively on Snapchat. Yes, if we, I swear, if we did that and sent it to Don Mancini, I feel like he would have a good time. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm all right. Well, I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret. I don't really know what Snapchat is. <laughs> you, can, you don't say it. Tasty. <laughs> Damn it, my disguise. <laughs> As your human suit slips off. <laughs> it's happening! It is happening! <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you would like to contribute to our education fund for Stacy, <laughs> please rate and review us on iTunes, <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, do you have a question? Because I, I have questions. <laughs> do you have a question? So do we. <laughs> yeah, so do we. I'm just going to start writing questions for us. What is Snapchat? How do, how do you use Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, our listener question this week. Please explain Snapchat. This is from Blasey. <laughs> Blasey Blonder. <laughs> I wonder who yeah. wrote that. Yeah, because it's not Tracy; it's Blasey, which is the standard. <laughs> it's a whole thing in New England. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh the, god! Of the Schenectady Blonders. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's the last episode of the year. <laughs> And ever. We hope you enjoyed Gay Lords of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, we're, I can't. <laughs> we're canceled. Yeah, we're <laughs> over. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh. 
Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, 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 ha.